Hello and welcome to the Gilmore Ball Z bonus episode. Today, because you raised money for Room to Read and the Gohan and Roy Book Club Fund, we're watching Cooler's Revenge, not to be confused with The Return of Cooler. And uh, to talk about it, we have a special guest with us this time, Adrian from the podcast But Why Though. Adrian, why don't you say hi to our fans? Yeah, hi. Uh, I am Adrian from But Why Though, the podcast, you know, pop culture podcast where we take different aspects of pop culture and ask the question, but why though? And we've had Grants and Paige on on multiple episodes. They're basically part of the family. So when they said, hey, do you want to go watch Cooler's Revenge? And uh, of course, of course, I'll watch any of those movies any day of the week. So that kind of kind of answers the question, because uh, we usually ask guests, like, what's your association with Dragon Ball? What's your association with Gilmore Girls? Why did you like this particular episode or movie? And so, you know, tell us about your, your deep and abiding love for Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah, so I have watched Dragon Ball, like the series since I was a kid, um, basically like forever. Like it's, it was my first, it's like my gateway anime. It's still one of my favorite animes ever. You know, every couple of years I'll go back and watch the entire series again and watch the movies again. So watch, rewatching this kind of gave me like that itch to go back and rewatch that. So thank you for <laughs> taking those months away from my life. Uh, but, <laughs> I, but I love welcome, it. it it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of my favorite anime. Um, you know, meeting uh, Sean Chamel uh, last year was one of my favorite like con memories ever because the dude was just so awesome and he's basically like the voice of my childhood. So I just have really fond memories of the series and um, learning about uh, y'all's podcast and having you uh, guys on some of our episodes has just been really great to kind of share share that love. Unfortunately. I, I know about Gilmore Girls. I know it is a thing, and I know it is culturally significant. I, I just never never watched it. My wife, on the other hand, yeah, well, okay. loves well, Gilmore thankfully Girls. Thankfully, we're not talking about Gilmore Girls this week, so I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be in, I'd be in a uh, yeah I'd be a young shed the episode if that was if that was the case. I'd just be totally out of my element, and it wouldn't be good. So uh, what 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 is it about? Um, or at least tell us your your feelings. And your, memories. your memories about Cooler's Revenge in particular. We'll get into the, the nitpicks of what we like and don't like later, but just in general, what's your experience with this movie specifically? Um, it's always been like one of my favorites just because I remember watching it as a kid and I was like, and this was like my first introduction of like, oh, there was somebody stronger than Frieza. And this person is like a lot, was supposed to be like a lot stronger than Frieza and basically like is literally big brothered Frieza around, which uh, was something interesting to me like as a kid and whenever it was on like Toonami and stuff I, I would always sit down and watch I remember in a party in high school one of the very very few parties that I went to in high school uh Cooler's Revenge was playing on uh Toonami at like 11 o'clock and I may or may not have foregone to go play beer pong just to go play or just go watch Cooler's Revenge so if that like shows you how much I liked the movie when I was younger I don't really know what else does yeah, and I think that's that's yeah. The, we there's nothing more you can say that can encapsulate it more than that. <laughs> yeah, but pre- pretty fond memories, and and I yeah, pretty fond memories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to say, I I I'm not sure if I'd watched this one really. Um, as a kid, I don't think I watched. I didn't watch a lot of the movies as a kid. I saw the ones that like they played all the fucking time on Toonami, like uh, World's Strongest yeah. and Tree of Might. Yeah. And I'd seen like uh, I'd seen Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan because everybody had seen Broly, but uh, a lot of the movies actually were pretty new to me until when I was in like high school, ish. I want to say I decided you know what I want to go back and watch all these Dragon Ball movies because people talk about them a lot, 
and I did go through and watch this one. Um, but I, I honestly had forgotten a lot of it before we sat down to do this watch through. There was a lot of really cool, really cool shit in this movie that I'd completely forgotten about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's just so weird. Like, I don't even remember how I watched the movies as a kid other than them being on Toonami uh, until my my now wife got me like the whole series plus the movies. And, there, and I had that same thing where I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. I didn't even know this was a thing. So going back and watching movies I didn't even know existed is, is a nice little treat, especially when they, like none of it really matters and it's just kind of fun, fun in games. Yeah, there's a couple movies. A couple of the DBZ movies I think I still haven't watched. I... I, I... It is, it is somewhat to my shame. I've never actually sat down to watch Fusion Reborn. That's one that I want to watch. Fusion Reborn's really good. I wish I didn't watch yeah, Bio Broly. Like, there, there's ones I wish I didn't watch. I, I have not subjected myself to Bio Broly Oh, don't either. watch it, man. Don't watch it. Save yourself. Don't, and also, don't subject a page to it either. Oh, no. We're going to have to watch it at some point. Unless, like, there's, like, drinking involved or something. I don't know. I appreciate you trying. I know he won't listen to you, but I appreciate you're trying to save me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so without further ado, let's go into it. Paige, why don't you you summarize for us what exactly happened in Dragon Ball Z Cooler's Revenge, not to be confused with the return of Cooler. Yeah, and Adrian, feel free to jump in if you have anything that I missed or forgot. So we start off uh, with a, a mysterious time period. We'll get into that later. I'm not sure when this happens in the show. But as always, Chi-Chi is being reasonable. Uh, she wants... Gohan to study his coursework. He wants. She wants him to do his homework. Goku wants to go camping, and Chi Chi's like, "Oh, you you want him to go camping instead of doing homework?" And Goku's like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous. Every parent knows what's more important: camping or homework. It's camping." Because apparently, uh, Goku just likes sitting in a tent and roasting some marshmallows, and so they all go camping over Chi Chi's concerns, and. In the woods, they get attacked just kind of randomly, it seems, by men who are, dre- or, you know, aliens who are dressed in Frieza's army's uniforms. It's the same shoulder pads that we saw Frieza and, and King Cold have, except, once again, it's just a completely different s- crew of aliens where some of them are humans with different skin colors and some of them are completely aliens and they're all really super into posing like the Ginyu squad was. Uh, I don't know if it's a requirement. If you're in Frieza's family's armies, you just have to have a squad pose. Um, but they come in, they pose. So they're kind of going around and going, oh, there's a Saiyan. Why is there a Saiyan? And Cooler comes down. We find out that Cooler is Frieza's older brother. And he is very mad about the fact his brother died. In a mysterious turn from the time stream, which I'll get into later, he doesn't seem to know his dad is also dead. Um, But he's very mad about his brother dying, and he wants to kill the Saiyan who did it, and challenge the Saiyan who did it, because this is still Dragon Ball, and everyone's first objective is seeing who they can beat up. Um, So he slams Goku in the back with a giant attack that leaves a big burn mark, like a foot-wide circular burn mark on Goku's back. And then his men start raining down damage on top of everything. Uh, they just Their idea of being very thorough in destroying the Earth and the Saiyan is just to shoot a lot of things scattershot for like an hour. And this means that the Z fighters are in a bind. They're hi- like once they all find each other, they're hiding. They don't have any Senzu beans. Goku is incredibly injured. And if they show any signs of their power, they're going to get beat down. By Cooler and his men. 
So, thankfully, they have Icarus, uh, who, if you remember from the other bonus episodes, is a Lisa Frank purple dragon uh, who only appears... Well, who never appears in Kai. Um, Yeah, because he wasn't in the manga. He wasn't in the manga. Because Icarus is a dragon, he doesn't seem to have a power level at certain points in the movie. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, So, although Gohan flying to get Senzu beans, which shoot off on everybody's scouters and bring all the noise. If Icarus flies to the tower where the Senzu beans live, then everything will be fine. So Gohan and Icarus go to the tower. Gohan climbs the tower. There's a little bit of a back and forth where Yajirobe declares himself the bean daddy. The bean daddy. The bean, bean daddy. daddy in <laughs> a it. moment I wish I could shower off. Um <laughs> And, and the small angry cat doesn't want to give Gohan any senzu beans because he's being rude. Gohan realizes he's being rude and because Chi-Chi did teach him some manners, offers to come back with a present. And the small angry cat realizes he's being mean. Uh, but that's especially because Yajirobe, the bean daddy, already gave Gohan all the beans. So he runs off and they have one more bean uh, this is very important that for some reason one of these beans wasn't in the bag and they flip it over to Gohan. He puts it in his belt. They fly off. So he comes back home uh, after a brief stop uh, because Icarus is tired. He gives Icarus a senzu bean. This makes Icarus's power levels rise exponentially even more than when he was fully rusted. Uh, and he's found by all of cooler's men they start attacking gohan and because gohan is in danger his dad decides to come in and save him (laughs) obviously i don't mean goku who is both dead in a cave and also doesn't care about his son's well-being i mean piccolo piccolo comes in out of nowhere he has not been seen in this movie before this is a trope in dragon ball movies of just suddenly piccolo out of nowhere shows up this is the First time of two times we're going to get Piccolo X Machina in this movie. Uh, he shows up and he saves them and then gets hit by Cooler in a shot that should kill him. Or was it by Cooler? It was Cooler, yeah. yeah. No, it was actually, it's actually a really cool scene because uh, Piccolo kills two of Cooler's three dudes. Pretty easily. Fucking roasts them. Yeah. yeah it's... Because roasting someone alive is the Dragon Ball approved way of putting deaths in children's TV. It's one of and his best entrances ever. It's just so... It's it's a fucking awesome entrance. It's just entrance. so it's good. And I, I knew it was coming, and it just makes me happy just thinking about it. Because he just comes in like such a boss. I do have a note here that's just motherfucking Piccolo in all caps. Piccolo is the true bean daddy. Yeah, I was trying to find a gif of it to, put, to post on Twitter. And I just couldn't find one from Cooler's Revenge because it's just so gangster how he just throws his hat and then like lets the dude punch his shoulder pads oh so good yeah uh but it's it's a really cool moment because then he's the last guy salsa the french guy he's he's from space france and he he's got him on the ropes and then just from off screen just hear cooler say salsa let me handle that bam and it's like before he's even done delivering the line Piccolo gets speared by a death beam. So it's yeah. actually a really intimidating moment for Cooler. Yeah, and it looks like Piccolo is dead. Why isn't Piccolo dead? Because Dragon Ball. Moving on. Piccolo in particular has an affinity for not being dead when he really, really should be. Yeah. Hey, he's got a lot of hit points. Um, a lot of hit points. He's, yeah, he's the tank. Yeah. 
Well, and this gives Gohan a chance to get away, and he's just barely able to shake most of them because they're all fighting Piccolo except one guy. Uh, he gets into the cave. He's about to give Goku his senzu bean and get Goku in top fighting shape so he can beat Cooler and everything will be fine, except the guy who followed them from Cooler's force laser blasts all their senzu beans. And this might be the smartest move I've ever seen in Dragon Ball. Because I've never seen anyone go for the senzu beans before. Like, he saw Gohan use it on Icarus, he knows what it does, and he knows that if he keeps doing it, like, it's like those gym battles in Pokemon where the gym leader keeps using potions and you want to kill yourself. Like, he he cuts this off at the nub, he sees what's happening and deals with it. Um, but as I said earlier, Gohan shoved one in his belt, so he still has one remaining. He gives it to Goku. Goku is now ready to throw down with Cooler. The last 15 minutes of this movie pretty much are just Goku throw. Like the last third is Goku throwing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's going better for Goku than it's gone for anyone else before. But it's still not going well. And ultimately he almost gets beaten to death by Cooler. He is down for the count. He's on the ropes. And Cooler declares he's going to destroy everything. He's going to destroy the Earth. He's going to destroy everyone Goku loves. He's going to kill a tiny baby bird. (laughs) Really, Goku doesn't care that his kid's going to die, that his best friend's going to die, that his wife's going to die. This bird really gets to him. Well, this is a weird trend in the movie that, like, in this movie in particular, Goku, Goku seems is to... Ranger Rick. Yeah, he seems to have a really big soft spot for animals in this movie. Well, it's, like, the only time in the series where, like, the ramifications of, like, them destroying landscapes is felt. Like, I can't think of any other one where they even think about, oh, yeah, there's even though we're in the desert and, like, forest thing, there's probably animals somewhere getting their homes destroyed. Yeah, there's a moment where like Goku and Gohan are pinned down under rocks and that's after Goku gets injured and after uh Cooler's men are rifing the earth with shots. There are also animals trapped under rocks and while Goku's like, "Okay, yeah, get the rocks off of us, but please also share the save these animals." And so in every other scene where Goku is in the cave in this movie waiting for Senzu beans, there's just a deer it's just sticking his head up, like, with no expression on its face. You've got, like, a deer and a bunny and a couple of little forest animals but that the, are, like, Goku's friend now. But the deer is the most unnerving. <laughs> um, so, yes, <laughs> Goku sees that this bird died. And Goku is struck by the unfairness of this all and the innocence of this one bird in particular. Because screw my son, I need, I need bird friend to be okay. Like, I want to... I feel like Sixteen and Goku have a lot to talk about after this episode. Or this film. Um, And this is what causes... This is his catalyst this time to be able to go Super Saiyan. And be ready to destroy Cooler. Cooler makes a giant attack. He's able to draw energy much faster than Frieza can. So when it took Frieza a long time to draw the power to destroy Namek, Cooler almost immediately has a blast big enough to destroy Earth and sends it hurtling down towards Goku. But Goku not only deflects it, but deflects it so hard that he bashes Cooler into the sun. And and Cooler has a couple of moments as he's hurtling from the earth into the sun. And the first one 
is wondering why Goku is still alive. He apparently was there on planet Vegeta when planet Vegeta was destroyed. But we also see at the beginning of the episode the reason that Goku was able to escape was because Cooler saw Goku escaping and decided to let Frieza clean up his own mess. Like, he's not his brother's keeper. He doesn't have to kill every weakling Saiyan that goes off the planet. And this is the downfall of the entire Frieza family. The other moment he has that I think was amazing was that he's being hurtled towards the sun, hoisted by his own petard on a giant weapon, like energy blast. And his decision, what he's going to do here, is he wants to put out the sun so the earth can die in dark coldness. Um, Before he can enact this plan, obviously, he's shoved into the sun, which seems like it should be the last of him, but it isn't because... I, I heard there's another cooler movie. There is a second cooler movie. Somehow he gets out of this one. <laughs> sure. There is um, a second cooler movie, and he's also in Dragon Ball GT. So Does that count? No. Um, none of it counts. <laughs> none of it counts. So it seems like everyone's fine, everything's okay, but then one, like, Cooler's lieutenant, the one who followed Gohan earlier, pops out and is like, hey, remember me? You didn't kill me. And is threatening Gohan, and it's like, I'm going to kill you all now. Uh, thankfully, Piccolo Dad is still there somehow, despite not being dead. And he's never shown. He just murders everyone from a distance. You just see a fucking special beam cannon soar yeah. over the canyon. Yeah, so good. Yeah, then it's just him just drinking water. You know, it's it's the Piccolo way. And that's pretty much the end of this movie. That is pretty much what happened in Cooler's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. except I, I don't... Cooler has another transformation past Freeze's um, yes. transformation, which is why Go- Goku was so beat up, which makes him like kind of, as soon as he goes Super Saiyan, able to beat Cooler really easily, kind of sad a little bit. Yeah, a I little wanna... bit. Yeah, like, oh, it's my final form, even more powerful than my brother's. It's like, really? Yeah, Cause... The one that he struggled with, like, fucking like Goku had to try <laughs> a whole ago. hell of a lot harder. Like, Goku had to try a whole hell of a lot harder as a yeah. Super Saiyan to beat Frieza than he did to beat Cooler. <laughs> Yeah. So I think we, we've we kind of heard, but uh, I think the next question is, what did everyone think of this movie? Well, I think this is one that I definitely liked more than I remembered. Um, I agree. The last like the last 15 minutes of just the Goku versus Cooler stuff got a little like, okay, now it's a Dragon Ball movie and they're just going to kind of punch each other for 15 minutes. I never said that. But uh, the, the, the lead up to the battle between Goku and Cooler was actually pretty cool. Um, ha. Uh, I really liked, (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact that it was a Dragon Ball movie where most of the time our heroes had to kind of stay under the radar. Yeah. And like, I would have liked to see kind of an alternate version of a lot of these scenes that was more like them having to do guerrilla warfare to bring down Cooler's men because they're weakened. Um, but at the same time, I'm also super down with just Piccolo showing up out of nowhere and wrecking everyone. Yeah. That moment was super, super cool. And Piccolo doesn't get enough big hero moments in Dragon Ball Z, so I'm glad to give him another one here. Yeah, other than that, I thought, I mean, the fights were cool. The, like, the action was well done. Uh, I think Cooler's dynamic as a character is kind of interesting, because he goes out of his way a couple times to be like, yeah, no, my brother was a little shit. Like, but he's yeah, he like family. literally says like I, I would kill him. My I probably would have killed him myself eventually anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's like something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, he's just like you know my brother was a little shit, but nobody gets to kill him but me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it was definitely the family of like I get to make fun of my brother, but you don't get to make fun of my brother. Where we have this weird protectiveness for our family that excludes us. Yeah, um, 
So I like that dynamic that Cooler has, and I almost wish, like, I wish that we'd gotten him in something other than a 45-minute movie, because Mm -hmm. that is a point of view that would have been interesting to explore, and there just wasn't time to explore it over the course of this movie. Um, But I actually really do dig the, like, Salsa coming back at the very end Mm -hmm. twist. Yeah. Um, It felt kind of... It almost felt kind of James Bond, where there's a lot of the older Bond movies, it's a thing where the secondary villain shows up out of nowhere at the end and everything like that. And it it's just, it's a fun dynamic, uh, or, or, or like, uh, like Metal Gear Solid 3, when just like Ocelot shows up out of nowhere. It was, it was fun. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my basic thoughts. Adrian, do you have any, any thoughts? Um, I mean, it's a fun movie for me. I'm a big fan of Cooler, like as a villain for a lot of the reasons you said. It makes me sad that we don't get to see him you know, like later, like in actual Dragon Ball Z, even though, you know, King Cold and Frieza come back, but they're not angry that, like, Cooler's dead, but Cooler was mad that Frieza was dead kind of thing. Um, But then again, it's the movie, so the continuity doesn't really matter. Um, I just wish that we would have had more... I know, like, the last 15 minutes are kind of Goku and Cooler fighting, but it's more like 15 minutes of Cooler kicking the shit out of Goku, and then, like, two minutes of Super Saiyan Goku kicking the shit out of Cooler. Uh, not a lot of, like, even fighting there, especially when he's, like, literally bringing up Earth and just flexing and, like, blowing stuff up. Like, I would, I want, I remember the fight being more drawn out and kind of close than it actually was in the thing. Yeah, no, it's pretty much just two different little mini one-sided fights. Yeah. Yeah, which I would have liked to see kind of a, you know, close fight. But we kind of do get that in kind of Cooler's revenge, though. Um, or no, uh, Return of Cooler. Uh, so I guess I guess it's okay. Cause I really like, uh, uh, God, man, now I have them mixed up. The other cooler movie that's not this one <laughs> is you get, you get a little of that in that one. So I guess that makes it okay. But I like the, the little things. Like I love Icarus, uh, you know, Yajirobe getting some more screen time of just being Yajirobe. The Goku bean daddy. literally, <laughs> the bean daddy and Corrin chilling up there in their tower. You know, Piccolo, of course, is my favorite character in anime of all time. And then Goku brings back a little bird to life, which is just bonkers and, like, not canon at all. (laughs) But it's still, I don't know, it's still a good moment to me. Because I'm like, all right, now he has reviving powers when he goes Super Saiyan, apparently, which probably would have been useful in multiple scenes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, many, many points throughout the series. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, movie. So there you go. Pretty much. But I also do like... I, I, I didn't really, I guess I didn't really realize it until um, Paige said it, but like him wanting to blow up the sun to make the earth cold and for them to die like freezing, um, you know, in like the cooler of space, I think is, is a good move and he, he should he should have done it. It's on the nose, man. That's really on yeah. the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought up a point about uh, about continuity issues with this movie oh. and I want to talk about them. But first, I want to hear Paige's thoughts on what what did you think of this movie at first blush? You know, I I liked a lot of it. I think I actually disliked some of the things that like that Adrian you liked. I I don't get Icarus. I don't get Yadrobi. I didn't like him healing the little bird. Um, but I did love that Piccolo fight. Yes, that that makes the whole movie worth it. Honestly, the is whole that Piccolo movie fight. is worth it for that Piccolo fight because Piccolo is actually like you can see Piccolo thinking as he fights. There's a moment where he's attacking 
uh, one of Frieza's men who can retract his head into his body like a turtle. And he sends an energy blast at him and he's like, oh, missed me because he pulls his head in. And then you see that he hasn't he wasn't shooting for him at all. He was shooting for the member of Cooler's army that was tracking down Gohan. Like he's protecting Gohan this whole time, but also he's using distraction tactics. He's using like spacing and he's thinking about how he fights. And that was really fun to watch because even though it was mostly one sided of Piccolo killing everybody, it was a more interesting fight than the we keep hitting each other with energy blasts that we get a lot of in Dragon Ball. I think some of the conflicts were interesting. The destruction of the Senzu beans was actually... I kind of wish we'd gotten a little bit more of that being an issue since I thought that it was interesting that someone actually went for that. And there were another... You know, there were a couple more moments where it could have been... The tension that they introduced could have been drawn out a little more in different ways. I think them being backed into a corner could have been really interesting. And there was some some stuff that they had that they didn't draw out, which is unfortunate, but the fighting was top notch. Yeah, I, I love that, like, you know, the one guy grabs Gohan by the face yeah. and, like, has Gohan at his mercy. And yes. then just he gets zapped in the back and goes like, ah, and he gets hit from somebody off screen. And you know, in you that know. instant. You know who it is. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's like, no, it's, is it's it Vegeta? Vegeta? No. Like, no. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I like no. that we went for the same joke there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're like, you're like, oh, is it Vegeta? No, it's fucking Piccolo. Like, oh, good, Piccolo's yeah. here. As soon as you see that guy take yeah, damage. Did, did, did you, you didn't like the guy's uh, move there, Paige, of they, his, his can opener technique <laughs> on Gohan? <laughs> it's probably the worst uh worst move named in like all of the series so it is their move the can opener it is legitimately called the can opener that's what he said he's i call this one my can opener technique or some stupid shit before he gets blast oh that's so it's so great (laughs) it's so bad it's that's really bad um so, so yeah, I have timeline questions. Oh, the timeline of this movie makes absolutely no goddamn sense. Yeah, so I guess my main question is, does this happen before or after Trunks appears? Because if it happens, like, it definitely happens after Frieza dies. But if you'll remember, Frieza, after he dies, Go like, Goku disappears for a long time. He's training off in space for, like, a year. And then Trunks shows up, and he's the one who heralds Goku's return, and before Goku returns, he kills Frieza and again. King Cold. Yeah, he again. And King Cold. So what is this timeline where King Cold isn't dead, Goku is alive and on Earth, and Goku may or may not know instant transmission? Yeah, the timeline here, it, the answer is just that it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, Cooler talks as if his father is still alive. Um, cause he mentions his father a few times, but never says anything about Goku, about anybody killing his father, just that Goku killed his brother. Um, also Gohan still has a tail, which yes. makes absolutely no sense. I noticed that. Um, and seemed to only just be so that they could grab him by the tail once at the beginning of the movie. And other than that, there's no reason for him to still have a tail. Uh, yeah. Uh, Goku doesn't seem to know instant transmission. Otherwise I'm sure he would have used it a couple times to solve some plot problems here. And, uh, yeah, and Gohan's still focusing on his studies, when if this is after Goku returns and Trunks warns him about the androids, Goku, Gohan, and Piccolo should be training around the clock for the androids to show up. Yep. So, like, it kind of takes place in the three years between when Trunks shows up and the androids arrive, 
but there's just a shitload of continuity errors. Yeah, I think that's where it's supposed to be placed, right? But, like, the urgency is obviously isn't there. Yeah, but, like, that's the only place that this movie can kind of take place based on, like, the information that we're given. Because, you know, Frieza can't be alive, King Cold, you know, all that stuff can't happen. So it has to be in that three-year period. Also, I noticed something that's a small detail, but when, when Gohan went to go grab the Senzu beans... We saw the top of Corin's little Senzu farm, and there was no, like, the, the power pole was not extending off of it, which, isn't it normally supposed to be that there's Corin's tower, and then the, the power pole is extending up and holding Kami's lookout up above the Senzu beans? I have to go back and, and see it again, but I think I know what you're talking about, but if that's, like, the case, I think that's just them, just animation error, it seems like. Yeah, it was just an animation error, but it was interesting to me, because I'm pretty sure we saw the roof of it, and there was no connection between it and the lookout. Yeah, so that's just, that's a weird error to make, and so, like, they're, they're connected throughout all of Dragon Ball Z. But it's a more minor piece of lore, and if the, like, it wasn't being animated with a lot of care to continuity or, you know... I'm, I'm guessing Dragon Ball didn't have a big Bible like some TV shows have where no. they keep track of all the plot points. But that was a strange error to make, I thought, just because that's something that was so established yeah. in Dragon Ball canon for so long. And you'd think they'd have a lot of the same just background images to reuse, and yet they still managed to make that error. I just thought that was interesting. I think the continuity thing that bugs me the most, I didn't rewind it because I thought that I heard it pretty well, but when Cooler's transforming, he says that, well, as you know... I'm currently in the third form, but like it's isn't that the fourth form? It's zero incremented. Zero incremented. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Well, maybe it's, that's it's the, so he says off. he says he doesn't say the third form. He says the third transformation. Mm. Mm. So well, Frieza has four forms, but he goes through three transformations: one to two, two to three, three to four. Uh, maybe I just heard forms because that's just like the the meme at this point. With with uh, yeah, this isn't even my final form. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, that's actually a weird thing because that was kind of like a um, the 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 way they named it in a couple of the old video games. I want to say in like some of the old Budokai games, where you could transform mid battle, uh, they did still call all of Frieza's stuff first transformation, second transformation, third transformation, and so that was like the the preferred nomenclature for a little bit there, even though it is confusing, like. When you think about it, it makes sense, but it is confusing because, like, no, that's the fourth form, but, yeah, no, so that that's one that's not technically a continuity error, it's just a really fucking weird way to phrase it. Yeah, stop phrasing stuff weird, Dragon Ball Z movies. Get better translators and animators and voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't think Bean Daddy is an exact translation? <sighs> you know, if it is, more power to <laughs> Japan, just keep being you. Shine on you, crazy Starbeam. You know, I was kind of surprised when Goku had that whole bit about, like, there are animals, go save them. And then Krillin's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go do it. Hey, Oolong, go save those animals. I thought that was going to be one of those, like, they're okay, kids, English translation things. But then they did actually show them rescuing the animals. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like the, oh, no, my truck during the Vegeta 18 fight, where it's like, yeah. it's okay, kids, oh, yeah, they yeah. didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I like I like Oolong saving other animals as a pig. It it's kind of weird, but I kind of like it. Well, what is with that? Like, do either of you have an explanation, like, for why this movie was so, like, Lisa Frank? Because, I mean, aside from the fact that we have a giant fat purple dinosaur flying around who totally was on a notebook I had in the 90s. I mean, not Icarus specifically, but a fat purple dragon. I'm pretty sure I had it next to a rainbow tiger. Anyway, <laughs> what was with 
the love for the animals. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think there's just a different direction with it. I'm I'm, I'm really not sure because I mean, without that, like I think they're just trying to build to that moment. They might have just had the moment of him saving the bird first. I was and gonna then they say they kind of just needed to build into that moment. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I was gonna say maybe they just had the image in their head of Goku cradling a bird in his hands because it is a kind of a powerful image of him scooping up this little bird yeah. and protecting it while the rest of the world's being destroyed like that's a powerful image they probably had that and they worked backwards it would be a powerful image if it didn't mean that he didn't care about his own son and oh, if he had any like page he said rest whale's son he he looked at him he know his son's okay that bird was <laughs> less okay than gohan was that's true at the current moment the bird was currently less okay than his currently alive <laughs> son but, like, if they had had any lead-up before this movie, if it was formed by any character stuff, oh, well. Anyway. I have is... to say, I want to go back to that moment really quick, because Adrian pointed out, so he sees that Gohan is, like, collapsing, and he says, rest well, son. But I want to I want to roll back a couple seconds. He sees Krillin collapsing. He's like, Krillin, you, you did really good out there. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Hey, he lasted pretty. He he lasted like five seconds against Frenchy Frenchy Lieutenant guy. I know, but he just but like the just, there's there's something so Goku about telling Krillin I'm proud of you and then telling Gohan just rest well. <laughs> like <laughs> it's hard to tell your kid you're proud of them. Yeah, apparently, like apparently, there's something Goku struggles with. Uh, so I thought that was funny, and then yeah, like the bird, just like, but no, little birdie, why? So, also, can we talk for a second about, like, the magic powers that people get in this movie that I have not seen elsewhere? We have Goku healing a bird when he goes Super Saiyan, which, if he has healing powers when he goes Super Saiyan, that feel like that should be used elsewhere. But also, if I didn't see it correctly, there was a moment where Piccolo had a Mr. Fantastic arm. There was a moment where you saw a stretchy green arm punching someone through the frame. Why Why doesn't he use this at any other point? Because I, I assume it's something weird with Namekian arms since they can also regenerate, but can they also grow? Does he have Ms. Marvel powers? Actually, now that you mention it, a- Adrian, you would know better than, than I would, I think. Do, does I'm trying to think if he does it ever, if he ever does it in... In canon the... fights. Yeah, and Ken fights. I'm not sure if he ever does. Because Piccolo having stretchy arms is something I've just always accepted because he does do it in a lot of the movies and stuff. And, like, they they incorporate yeah. it into the video games. Like, in Dragon Ball Fighters, he's got a command grab where he does the stretchy arms. Yeah, and this is the movie, or this is, like, this that fight scene is the one where I, me- I remember the stretchy arms the most because he's, like, literally busting through trees. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that. I can't know. I don't think he ever does it in the other things. And the way that I've always just like, you know, rationalized it is just that like they just fight better fighters later on in the series where stretchy arms isn't going to cut it against someone who moves faster than your stretchy arms. Maybe I, I don't really know. Okay. Or maybe it's just like a non-canon thing and they, it was never in the manga and they just like, hey, let's give Piccolo stretchy arms. Yeah, to I, more that's what I'm trying to think about. I don't think he ever uses the stretchy arms in, in anything canon, at least not as far as we are in Kai, and I don't remember anything, I don't remember him using them at any point later in Kai. So yeah, that I never thought about it before, That, but that might just be a non-canon Piccolo power. Yeah. Because it is generally accepted in the cultural zeitgeist that Piccolo has stretchy arms. I never thought about it until you just mentioned it, but you're right, I don't think he's used it so far in Kai itself. Well, and I have one other thing that I kind of wish happened in the canon series, because I think it was Adrian, you said that you wanted to see to see cooler in canon Dragon Ball. That was you and not Grant, right? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody said yeah, it. Yeah, been both yeah, of us. I, I would, 
yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd all be down. I, I said that. Okay. We all would be down for it, but I think what I would have loved to see was to see the character we get as Cooler instead of King Cold. I think he has a more interesting dynamic from what we've seen. I think King Cold didn't get to do much, so if he was a character that showed up in a full movie and then showed up again in the show itself, that would be cooler. Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, this hurts. Uh, would be more interesting. <laughs> and I'm kind of sorry we got him, especially because Cooler, much like Vegeta's brother, who is now officially canon, doesn't make much sense. Um, when we have one moment that stuck out was basically Cooler when he's talking about that new extra transformation he got. He says, you know, that he and Frieza always fought and Frieza kept trying to beat him. When Frieza had talked about previously how no one had beaten him since he was a small child and the only one who had ever beaten him was his father. Yeah, that definitely introduces a plot hole. Um, I've said before on the show, you can go back and listen, I'm not lying. Um, I've always maintained that I would have preferred if it was Cooler that showed up at the beginning of the Android arc Mm. and just let Frieza die on Namek so that Goku can get that victory, right? And because, oh, Frieza actually survived and came back as a robot kind of cheapens a lot of the drama at the end of the Namek saga. Yeah. Let Frieza die on Namek and then have it be Cooler shows up for vengeance and then, you know, is waiting for Goku, Trunks rolls up, fucks up Cooler and just like let it roll that way um, for similar reasons. Uh, But yeah, I never thought about the, I never thought about that particular plot hole that, yeah, he supposedly, he supposedly Frieza's bully older brother and yet Frieza says he's never been beaten. Of course, Frieza could be lying. He could be lying. That's always a possibility. Yeah. I have one last question. I mean, I have a lot more questions, but just to keep it concise, <laughs> I have one more question. When the the movie opens, actually, with a short recap of what happened uh, with Bardock, and it shows that in this case, you know, when Frieza destroyed Vegeta... Uh, the planet, not the Saiyan. Well, one of the Saiyans named Vegeta, but not the other Saiyan named Vegeta. He, Cooler was the one who let Goku go because he doesn't want to clean up his little brother's messes. Why was Cooler there in the first place? Uh, plot. Plot, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of any other reason. I, I can know. no prize this. I can no prize this. Uh, Frieza does mention that he brought in his entire army to destroy Vegeta. Right. And so maybe he did call Cooler in. Also, Cooler, that, that's that's no prize one. No prize two, Cooler is watching this all happen. And when Salza says, like, hey, should we shoot it down? Cooler's like, no, I've already got a bunch of stuff to do today. And the time it would take to chase this pod down and destroy it, we would fall behind on our own work. And so I'm not going to fall behind on my own work because Frieza can't finish his mess. Yeah. So it could be that Cooler was actually watching it happen from uh, from really far away. Mm. Like he was just watching it from the other side of the galaxy while he was in transit to do his own thing. Because going to go catch Kakarot and blow up the pod would have taken a long time. Yeah. So those are two possible explanations, but I think Adrian's got it. It's just movie. Yeah. I also have an answer for your previous question about stretchy arms. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out like where else I've seen it. And the reason why... I don't know if they ever do it in Dragon Ball Z, but they do do it in Dragon Ball in the Piccolo Jr. Saga. Huh. Okay, so um, he uses them in Dragon Ball, but then he just stopped using them in Z? 
Maybe I don't know. I, I just know that on the the wiki, like if it says like the first appearance of the stretch, the stre- the whole stretching arms has its own page on the Dragon Ball universe of course it page. Does. Um, and the manga debut was volume fifteen, chapter one, uh, one seventy three, and then the anime, it's episode one thirty eight, is where basically they're in like the tournament saga, and Krillin is fighting Piccolo. Okay. Um, but this is backtrack. For Paige, like this is when Piccolo is still like a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's he uses stretchy arms there, and that's the first time we see it. But I don't know if it ever happens in Dragon Ball Z, though. Okay, so it maybe could be it does, something. Maybe it, doesn't. it could be something that he gets, and like he he always had written in, and then Toriyama just kind of forgot about it. And so then when the when the team was working on the movies, they were like, "Hey, whatever happened to Piccolo's stretchy arms? Let's bring those back." <laughs> and I mean, like yeah, stuff like that, that does happen. Yeah. I mean, Piccolo, like. We had, at the beginning of Z, we had Piccolo's clothes beam when he put the clothes on Gohan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to yeah. come back. That's going to come what? back next season. No. That's going to come back next season. What? Uh, oh, my. Paige. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, Adrian has a lot of feelings about it because Adrian oh. loves Piccolo and Gohan. I mean, fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to come back. And actually, I think you're going to like it. It's a really good moment for okay. Piccolo. That involved the Piccolo. Because I know you're a sucker for the Piccolo-Gohan dynamic. I am. And I can't wait for them to have, like, the, you know, the shopping montage. It's kind of, yeah. They they <laughs> like, have. I, now I want that scene in Crazy Rich Asians where they're trying to find the dress for the wedding. Except it's Piccolo and Gohan. <laughs> it's Piccolo and Gohan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's perfect. Like, Actually, Trunks and Vegeta perfect. have been really mean to Gohan, <laughs> and he just needs to show up in his top threads. And and Gohan is wonder, or Goku is wondering if he'll even go, but his best friend Piccolo is helping him find the right outfit. <laughs> oh, I'd be there for oh, that. Alta, Alta, uh, material girls in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Cool. So it does seem like he did it a couple times in the Dragon Ball manga. And then yeah. Toriyama forgot about it in the manga, so the anime people added it in when they had creative license to, which would explain why it's not in Kai. Yeah. So that is a surprisingly thorough answer to your question. <laughs> we, at least we got one of them. We got one of them for you, Paige. Hey, as long as you can get one, I, I leave a little more educated than I was before. And I think that it's important for people to leave a little more educated than they were before, which is why we are grateful to you all for supporting Room to Read and the Gohan and Rory Book Club Fund. Bam! Segway. <laughs> that is. Yeah, a, that was really cool. That is that it was really cool. Uh, before we get shut into, up. Before we get into that though, Adrian, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts on this movie that you want to share with our listeners that we didn't get to? Oh, fine. I mean, if you are a relative fan of anime and Dragon Ball, but have never seen Cooler's Revenge, I would definitely recommend it to any fans of the series. I think it's one of the better ones, um, and you get you know all this amazing fight scenes and. Uh, being daddy piccolo and goku res a bird like he's mercy in overwatch basically and if people liked you and like anime or just pop culture in general uh you mentioned it at the top of the show but where can they find you where can they hear more of you yeah you can find me weekly on but why though the podcast and you can find us at basically anything at but why though pc and on our website but why though the uh, but why though podcast.com is where you can find us. We have weekly episodes on anything from sports to anime to comics to whatever is going on pop culture-wise, and we talk about why it matters. And you can also find Paige and Grant on a couple of our episodes, too, because they're also really, really awesome. 
Yeah, and just to be clear, uh, but why though? But and why are completely spelled out. B U T W H Y though is T H O. Yep, and we'll have links to all that in the show notes if you want more of Adrian in his many forms. Um, and yeah, yeah if yeah, yeah. if uh, if you need a if you need a, need a nice transition, uh, both Paige and I are on their most recent Dragon Ball episode, and I'm on their Naruto episode. So you can check those out or check any of them out. They're they're a pretty cool, pretty cool folks in general. That whole but why the network is pretty cool. Yes. So we definitely endorse it. Uh, so thank you all for listening. If you want more bonus episodes like this one, then I encourage you to check out in the show notes on our WordPress, the Gohan and Rory book club fund. It's our GoFundMe where we're raising money for room to read, which is a charity that provides educational opportunities for children and especially young girls in developing countries. Uh, so we're offering individual rewards in the form of shout outs, uh, recording your own next time on, which, uh, we've had a couple times now. And uh, nobody's done it yet, but if you give a good chunk of money, we'll even let you guest host with us for an episode. And then as we raise money, we also unlock new bonus episodes. We have finally, this episode, we finally reached the end of the bonus episodes we unlocked with our initial round of funding. (laughs) So uh, now we actually will be able to push new episodes now that we've caught up. So if you check it out, you can see, uh, we haven't decided on the amount yet, but you'll see it on the page once we push it live our next bonus episode is going to be watching the bollywood classic no uh that's too generous bollywood movie there we go uh bride and prejudice which seems to be a bollywood take on the jane austen novel pride and prejudice yep and uh co-starring alexis bladell small role but still there yeah uh who obviously that's the gilmore girls connection so that will be our next Uh, our next stretch goal there and then after that uh it's a toss-up right now i think we're gonna let you vote whether we do history of trunks or broly the legendary super saiyan it'll be one of those two we're gonna put a vote to it when the time comes and let you guys decide what all i'm hearing is that your listeners need to just recommend bio broly (laughs) just write in bio broly as the third option yeah can can someone write that in that'll be interesting considering her only context for broly is the super broly movie that just came out so jumping from yeah. that straight to bio Broly will be you'll get the you'll Amazing. get the, the range. You'll get the wide the the complete range of quality of Broly related content. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you love us, you know where to find us and we love to hear from you. Reach out to us on Facebook Gilmore Ball Z. Our emails gilmoreballz at gmail.com. Our WordPress is gilmoreballz.wordpress.com. Our Twitter is at gilmoreballz and our subreddit is rgilmoreballz. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Facebook, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Share us out to your friends, uh, you know, on social media. Tell your friends. Shout into the street. I love Gilmore Ball Z. Uh, and definitely give give Adrian and everybody else on the But Why Though crew a listen. They're a lot of fun. So uh, thank you all for supporting the GoFundMe. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next Saturday for our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs>